Hello, fellow risk takers, and welcome to my worst investment ever, stories of loss to keep you winning. In our community, we know that to win in investing, you must take risk, but to win big, you've got to reduce it. My name is Andrew Stotts from A. Stotts Investment Research, and today I am here with David Ying, who will be telling us about his worst investment ever. Thank you so much for being on the show, David. Welcome. Yes. Hi, everybody. I'm David Ying from Taipei. Great. Fantastic. And you and I had a, a nice little chat before this. One of the things I'll tell the audience is David is a good friend of mine. We've shared a lot when it comes to CFA and investing and just life in general. Uh, let me give a little background to our listeners about David. David Ying is a senior consultant at the Systech Corporation in Taipei, and he's been there since 2012. David holds a bachelor's degree in economics from National Taiwan University, along with an MBA degree and an executive MBA degree in business administration. In 1982, David started his career as a banking officer at Continental Illinois National Bank, located in Taipei City, where he was promoted to loan officer. And, and David and I know being a loan officer, that's how you really learn about financial statements. Now, he has more than 35 years of experience working for a dozen companies, including five years at International Investment Trust Company Limited in Taiwan, four years at Dow Jones Tellerate, and the last 20 years has been at various positions at Systech Corporation. David, do you have anything you want to add to that? Yeah, just about everything you, you, you say, and that was my uh, resume. Fantastic. All right. So now before sharing your story, can you tell us your level of investing experience and what type of investment story you're going to be talking about? Okay. Uh, currently, uh, my investment pretty much uh, half of, of my uh, assets in the real estate. You know, the Chinese love real estate. And uh, half of my investment are today is pretty much uh, risk-free. I invest in treasury bills in 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 very very uh, short-term assets so i'm a uh, risk avert actually for my age i'm not likely to invest in very risky assets anymore because my bad experience about 20 years ago investing in risky assets so it really uh scared me uh, got it yeah so this is uh, i changed my my investment habit uh, since then that leads us into really the next part of this, and that is, can you set the stage for our listeners? Describe the circumstances leading up to this worst investment. Okay. What was your age? What were you doing? What was your experience? I'm almost 60 years old, so I'm pretty old. So, <laughs> yeah. so if everybody uh, still remember, uh, during the financial crisis, this is not a, a, a 2008 financial crisis. This is... 1997 Asian financial crisis. Okay, I have goes down through all the Asian financial crisis. Say I was the banking officer, so I'm pretty uh pretty conservative for the financial statement and for the for the uh, business as well because we make loan to those companies, so we are very conservative for for loan making. But until uh almost end of 19th uh, 20th century which is uh, 1998, 1999, if everybody knows, there is a dot-com, uh, a fanatic about dot-com, internet. 
Facebook.com. So everybody just only everybody want invest in the internet. Now, of course, uh, in Taiwan, everybody crazy about investing, creating a, their own business internet because they think internet can do almost everything. So uh, yeah, I remember, I remember that time. Myself investing a lot of money in a startup company. So uh, although I I was a very conservative uh, banker, but still I'm crazy about investing in the uh, startup company because yes, we want to be a richer, famous, right? So it it was very very uh, painful experience for me. So uh, that was my uh, the worst investment in my life. So so tell us a little bit more about you know that set the stage for kind of where you were at and what the environment was like. What was it that got you into it? Why did you trust the people that you trusted? Why did you think it was going to be a good investment? And then what went wrong? Well, you know, because investment is, is pretty much at that time, I think everybody does. It's, it's you know, driven by your behavior, right? Because driven by the, um, the environment. So people around you, you know, people, lots of people around you said, yeah, I make a, a lot of money because I invest in the internet or, or we want to uh, invest in a startup company. Maybe uh, at that time, maybe Yahoo is going to bite us. So everybody has a very, very big dream. So at that time, it's become a fad to uh, invest in everything, which is called internet, which is called everything's connected to internet and make a billion. So it's crazy. It's crazy. It's very difficult to explain. And the company that you invested in was a traditional business or it was a startup with a dot com at the end of it? Was it a bricks and mortar or was it, hey, we've got a website and we're going to make money from this website? Yeah, actually, you are right. It's, it's not brick and mortar. It's a website. It's a, it's, it's a small company. It's a startup and internet. So I still remember the company we invested want to make a, um, a to change uh, a cosmetic uh, of the people looks so we can sell uh, sell co- costume we can sell dress or no clothes dresses so you can change everything but today it really happened but maybe at that time skill set or technology or infrastructure is not available today everything's possible so it, it, it really it really amazing you know uh, from the from the dot com period today, the almost twenty years, you you see a lot of changes. A lot of changes. It's it's interesting because um, during that time it was all dreams, but yeah. in in reality, a lot of those ideas ended up working. They just didn't work for the companies that started those ideas. It ended up working for Amazon and others. Yeah, remember Amazon or Yahoo or even uh, Facebook, that was in the U.S. Because U.S. Has a, lot, has a huge domestic market, just like, like 10 years ago in China. So in Taiwan, it's very, very difficult because the lo- local market is very, very small. So uh, no, today, uh, not until today, I realized you know, the, uh, the Internet uh, startup is, can only happen in the big continent such as USA or, or in China. You know, even in the Euro, it's very difficult because in Europe, there are many, many countries. You know, they have different, uh, different legislation or you know, different uh, taxation, you know, different 
people there, they have a, a, a different culture. It's very difficult. So to my understanding, the internet will be very successful, uh, still will be successful in China. But today, people are, don't talk about internet anymore because internet becomes very, very old-fashioned. <laughs> so let, let's, go, let's wrap it up for this story. But let me ask you a question. The amount of money that you invested was what percent of the amount of wealth that you had at the time? Was it 10% of the money you had? Was it 50%? Was it 90%? How big of an investment was this relative to the money that you had? Okay, the money I invested uh, at that time, about 20 years ago, is about my, my annual salary at that time. It's about annual salary. So, right, okay. Yeah. So it's big. That's big when you're earning a salary and you're investing in something that's the size of your annual salary. Yeah, okay. yeah. Great. So let me uh, summarize what, what I uh, hear from your story. And I definitely remember not only the 1997 crisis, but I also remember the dot-com period. And the first thing that I take away from your story is what we now call these days FOMO, the fear of missing out. You hear your friends talking about, everybody's talking about their winners. Yeah. And you're thinking, I'm missing out. I've got to do something. I've got to get invested. So that's a lesson. That's the, the issue number one. The issue number two is that, hey, it was a time of big dreams. It was a time of a big fad. And the fact is, is that as you get older, you recognize big dreams and big fad periods probably much better than when you're younger. So I think the lesson from that for me is watch out for fear of missing out and watch out for big dreams and big fad times because those big dreams and big fads won't last forever. Is there anything else you'd add to that? Yeah, uh, just like to be a, to become a superstar, just like people say, well, you do, if you can be a superstar, just like being hit by, by the light, right? It's very, very difficult. Not many people like, you know, Jack Maher or, or Joseph, uh, you know, Joseph Tsai, you know, I, I think they are uh, incredible. Just the one out of a million or one out of 10 million people, they can make money, you know, like uh, I have a very great story about Jack Ma. You know, in night in two thousand year two thousand, Jack Ma come to Taiwan. Nobody really listened to him, right? Because this oh, this crap. It's a, you know, it's a joke. So he he raised zero money from Taiwan. So you know, at that time, people are really doesn't know. Still, Jack Ma said, "I don't understand the business myself," and his business <laughs> been changed quite a lot since then. For so sure. it's very, very difficult. Very true. Well, all right. Well, then let's wrap it up. There you have it, fellow risk takers. Another painful story of loss to keep you yeah. winning. To find all previous episodes and resources to help you reduce your risk, visit myworstinvestmentever.com. And once there, don't forget to download our free book on investing stories. David, thanks again for coming on the show. And yes, it is painful to talk about our losers, but I know our listeners will learn to win as a result. Thank you, David. Thank you, everybody. I hope uh, my bad experience you can learn. You know, make sure you are smart enough not to invest things you don't understand.